I'm going to be sharing a message tonight, a uh, third part of, a, of, of an inward journey we've been doing with Jesus. And um, yeah, I know, I just, everybody's like really enjoying this, me too. So like, okay, let's keep going. But honestly, um, I, I, if you are here a lot, you know that for me to, to preach three times in a row is pretty rare, actually. Um, and honest, honestly, we... Um, purposefully did not have things planned on the calendar because we were saying, Holy Spirit, what are you up to? Let's do that. And then once, three weeks ago, once we kind of hit this really good chord in people and we started getting all this feedback, we said, okay, he's up to something. So I really don't feel like I am preaching three weeks in a row. I feel like Holy Spirit is taking us somewhere and I'm just kind of facilitating a little bit. That's what it feels like to me anyway. Um, so here we go, but we're going to pray. <laughs> we're going to pray. Holy Spirit, we, we love, love, love your presence. And ah, see, <laughs> we love your presence. There's nothing as sweet, as, as sweet as you. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. Your joy is to, is to shine a light on Jesus, Christ in us. It's what you love to do. And Jesus, you love turning around and shining a light on Papa and saying, this is my dad. This is why, this is the heart that I'm representing. I'm representing his heart. And then, and then it just, the circle just keeps going around. Jesus, you say, oh, wow, you got to meet my friend, Holy Spirit. He's off the hook. <laughs> you got to meet him. <laughs> So take us to good places again. That's what you do. And the best places we know are, are within the vastness of who you are, which means the exploration never gets old. There's always new territory, new adventures, new joy. <laughs> Keep our heart at peace. We're gonna we're gonna start with uh, <laughs> there it is we already started what am I saying we're gonna continue with uh, because we're in the season of Advent which is the the expectation the remembering of of how a world um, I, I we try to think about what it would be like to to not really. Uh, have Christ inside of us, but it's actually not possible. I don't know if that made sense, but when we think about Jesus coming to the world 2,000 years ago in a world that was in such angst and turmoil and darkness because he wasn't, hadn't arrived yet, it's hard for us really to imagine that because we're imagining that when Christ is already in us. So we're doing our best. But, but this is why when Jesus did show up and all the promises fulfilled from the old Testament, the Old Covenant. It's why all of creation went bonkers. It's why the angels and, and the shepherds and everybody who heard about it couldn't contain themselves because, they, because the promise was here. So this is a video about that.
let me tell you a story. In the beginning was the Word, who was with God and was God. And without him, nothing would have been made. There would be only darkness. Before God breathed life into man and woman to care for all that was created. Before there were the beasts of the field to roam the earth. Before creatures of the sea and creatures of the air. Before there were markers in the sky to guide our way. Before the dry ground and fields of wheat. Before the heavens separated from the earth. Before all things were created. There was only darkness. But God spoke. Let there be light. And light was born. Spilling into the darkness. Bringing comfort where there's fear. Hope where there's dismay. Life where there's death. This light, this word, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So that every heart can have its new beginning. Those words were so uh, profound, impactful, so I just wrote them down for you. Light was born, spilling into darkness, bringing comfort where there's fear, hope where there's dismay, life where there's death. This light, this word became flesh and made his dwelling among us so that every heart can have its new beginning. So good. Jesus, we just stop again to say, wow. I'm so grateful that though, though we go back and we remember what a huge, monumental, eternity-changing event it was that you came to the earth so that you would actually go to the cross, as we sang about earlier today. But Lord, as we remember all that, I'm so grateful that, that we do have the light within us. Jesus, your light is real. It's real. And it's shining strong. It's shining strong in our hearts. It's shining strong in this earth. And so we thank you, Jesus, for the hope that you bring us. Amen. Amen. Uh, Mary Joy, I so appreciate wherever you are.
There you are. I so appreciate uh, what you, that was just inspired, beautiful, perfect. Um, and and uh, it really spoke to this, like all the places still, the enemy's game is to try to get us to believe things that aren't true. And um, I was, I was going to read part of a word and I'm like, well, I really don't want to read this word. There's something else we're doing tonight, but really you prayed it already. And it was a word from, from Chris Valentin, just reminding people of this last year, 2018, that it was, there was a lot of warfare because we were actually taking new ground and the enemy was really pushing back. So a lot of you felt that. And so the very things that Mary Jo was praying, um, he was just reminding us that, that not to take this as our own thoughts, you know, the discouragement, depression, even suicidal thoughts, the, the various things that can really wear on us, the fear. Don't take those as your own thoughts. Just understand we're in a battle, and the Lord is keeping us rooted in him and what's true. And I love, I, will, I am going to read this last part of what Chris said because it fits with what we just saw. Chris ends it with this. He says, may I remind you that your battle is not simply to establish your faith, but it's also to demonstrate light on the earth. People speak of darkness as if it's the most dominant force in the world, as if darkness is forcing light out of the world. But nothing could be further from the truth. It's light that is stalking the darkness. The goodness of God is overwhelming evil. Truth is overcoming lies. And it's the power of the Spirit that is displacing the powers of darkness. So remember, your battle is happening because you're taking new ground. So may your steps be strong. Just receive this. May your steps be strong. May your path be illuminated. And may your sight be made clear so that every advancement will be accomplished with great confidence. Amen. So here we go with um, part three of the inward journey. And I think most of you have been here for at least one or the other two. Um, I'm going to just do a little review by way of bringing up a scripture that we're all pretty familiar with, or many of us are, Galatians 2.20, that says, maybe some of you should see which order it's in. We could have very interesting combinations here. Now, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And this life, which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So this, this scripture is, is packed with, with the gospel, with so much. Um, but, but who we were has been crucified. We've actually, when we said yes to Jesus, we actually died to that old person that, that wasn't the true version of ourselves. And from that moment on, Jesus gave us the, the, the true version, it's inside of us, it's growing, it's becoming more and more uh, full of light, full of him. I mean, we are full of light, and we're being more and more convinced of who he says that we are. Uh, but what I really wanted to take from this scripture is Christ in me, Christ living in me. I could talk a whole lot about it, but I would really rather stop and ask ask. Jesus to make himself super real to us. And so if you would, for a moment, just close your eyes. And um, again, this is helpful for me. And, and just 
I would encourage you maybe to try it and see if it's helpful for you, but just to place one hand, or even for me, it's like the tips of my fingers kind of right into the center. Um, and I've got my sternum. I'm, this is where when I, many times when I am sensing, feeling, experiencing Jesus, it's kind of in this place. I'm not saying he's located in one spot. I'm just saying there is kind of a center. And, and for me, that's where this is. And so I want you um, in this place just to, to say out loud. You don't have to say it loud. You can say it softly if you want. But I want you to say, Christ in me. <laughs> and I'm asking Holy Spirit right now that you help us to help our minds to be quieted of all the different thoughts we brought in here, the different concerns. Help those things to be quieted. And now I'm just speaking to our spirits to rise up. Because <laughs> the scripture makes it very clear, your spirits and the spirit of Christ are very connected. And so again, I just want you to agree with the truth. Christ is in me. Jesus, you're in me. <laughs> wow. See, so often we're wanting to move on to something else. This is the something else. <laughs> this is it. Christ in you. This is what changes everything. He's right there. He's right here. <sighs> yeah. So Holy Spirit, again, we ask that you just let everything else fade away and there becomes this certainty this awareness inward <laughs> Jesus has made his home inside of me just say that Jesus has made his home inside of me he's right here <laughs> he's right here Tell yourself that he's right here. And he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in this place. This is the the centeredness we've been talking about when <clears throat> I mentioned Madame Guillaume who wrote Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ and this inward journey. Many of you have been trying this and, and having amazing experiences. But it's this inward journey because we've complicated things. We've made it 15 steps instead of the, the one step that he already took. Which is, he said, I, I've done this for you, and it's my joy to live in you. I'm right here.
Jesus, would you make yourself more and more real? You are so present. You are so available. You are so interested. You are so fully invested in each one of us. You're not a casual observer. You're loving us from the inside out. You're loving us into wholeness from the inside out. And I'm reminding you, as you are still dwelling inward, as you're still aware of Christ in you, I'm just reminding you, whoa, I'm reminding you that there's nothing you can do, nothing you can say that's going to change his opinion of you, that's going to change his desire and his choice to live and dwell in you. There's nothing you can do that will get him to turn away, turn his head away, or to be disgusted with you. That is not possible. He says, you are the one I love. I choose you. My choice is final. I choose you. And the more that we learn to go to this place to quiet our minds, to agree with truth, to go inward to Jesus, not looking for him out there somewhere, the more that we experience his peace, the more that the external things that were robbing us they fade away. They begin to fade away. They lose their teeth and the ability to tear us apart or tear us down because we have an awareness. He's right here. He's with us. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. This is the peace he promised. My peace. This is Jesus speaking to you from the inside out. My, my peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you like the world does. There's no clauses in this. <laughs> this isn't a scam. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I've asked I've asked Susan Folkler if she would uh, share a testimony of how she's been encountering Jesus lately and um, lead us into more good and deep places with him.
so I don't know who who of you were here last week, um, but Brent um, had us look at the scripture and soak on the scripture and just start digesting it and just just allow it to settle in on us and sort of just stop there and, and linger there. And he was reading um, the Lord's Prayer. And so, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And that just, when he said thy will be done, because he'd also read from, whoa, <laughs> Madame Guyon's book, um, she said, what is the will of God? What is the will of God? He said, to love him. To love him. It's so simple. We go to classes to learn God's will. We read books to learn God's will, just to love him. And then that took me to, and to love him, I need to receive his love first. And then... <laughs> From there, this often happens with me, I'm hearing a different song while another song is going. From there, he starts taking me to um, that song, that chorus we're all familiar with, Turn Your Eyes. Oh. <laughs> oh, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full on his wonderful face. And the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And he just started taking me and turn your eyes upon me. <laughs> turn your eyes upon me and receive that love that you need first in order to love me back. And then from there, <laughs> he took me to Song of Solomon too. And Song of Solomon, too, is all about the secret place we have with him. The secret place we have in him. Where he invites us to walk up the steps into that secret place he has for you and me. For each one of you in him. That place, just you, just him together. And in that place, this is what really started wrecking me. <laughs> Um, he says, let me look at your face. He says to you, let me look at your face. We're always saying, God, I want to see your face. He says to us, I want to see your face. I want to hear your voice. And you know, when you look at the Hebrew, what the Hebrew says in the scriptures, it's it's not nearly so linear as our English languages. It's, it's, uh, there's just so much depth to how the original script, not, I'm no Hebrew scholar, but I use my concordance, and it just starts fleshing out what was really being said here. And it's a little more like this. He says to us, I want to experience the fullness of who you are. I want to I see your face. I want to fully experience you in every way. I want to breathe your air with you. I want to give you my undivided attention. 
and I want to hear your voice. I want to hear every word, even the unformed thoughts you don't even know how to verbalize. I want to know your thoughts, what's going on behind that word, the words. Even what you, you can't even order, utter, you don't even know how to express. I want to know those. I want to experience that with you. That's how much I want to be with you. And then he goes on to say, because your face is lovely and your voice is sweet. I think most of us get a little uncomfortable. If, well, many of us, perhaps, if we're at the center of attention for too long, if we're being focused on for too long. But that's exactly, exactly what God is doing with you. You are the center of his attention. You are the center of his focus. Your face is lovely. Who you are is beautiful, is desirable. The Hebrew word is actually you, who you are is the most desirable place to God. And like Brent was saying a little bit ago, lovely, you are the place I want to inhabit. You are the place where I can be at home. Lovely. He, after all, he created you. He created you with habitation in mind. He created you with a plan from the very beginning, like, I am going to come, this one I choose, and this one I am going to live in and be in, and we are going to be one together. He created you with absolutely that in mind. And your voice is sweet. Your voice <laughs> is delicious. You know, we say to babies, I just want to eat you up. And God's like, I just want to eat you up. Yeah? Really? Hell? Your voice is delicious. I savor you. I enjoy you. You know, it could be easy to think that he loves us because he's supposed to, because he needs to, because we need him to. He loves us because, well, he's God and he just has to. But he loves us because he enjoys you. He chooses you. He desires you. He enjoys you. He doesn't see us like we see ourselves at all. He experiences you on an entirely different level than you experience yourself. Just stop for a minute and think about that. Would it be possible to give him permission to show us how he experiences us? Maybe take us out of our comfort zone a little bit and just get a little glimmer of what it could mean to be thoroughly enjoyed by someone with no agenda, 
with no, I gotta fix you, gotta clean you up. That's not there either. It's like, I enjoy you. I want to be with you. I've planned this for the very beginning. And you don't have to do a thing. You get to just be. Because I want to just be with you. So, Jesus, would you open that space up even more? What would you like to do with each one of these right now? Just turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face because he's going to be looking right back at you with a huge smile that never goes away. So we're actually just going to keep going here because uh, I skipped ahead into my message just because this is 
this really fits here. Um, I want to read a little bit again from uh, Madame Guillaume's uh, Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ. And um, she, after the first couple chapters, the last few weeks we've talked about um, praying the scriptures where you really digest and meditate and uh, read it slowly. And once you, once you see a word that really starts to do something to you, you stop and you really meditate on that. You don't just move on. I explained last week that that's different than study. There's study is wonderful, studying the scriptures, but this is different. This is using the scriptures to pray. It's a different goal. And so you're really using the scriptures to find Jesus. And and then we, we tried even, even just, um, you know, going to a simpler scripture and just finding one word that you can just really meditate on. Then she says there's even, there's just a deeper place that we're going with it, which is a, a prayer called... Um, faith and stillness or a prayer of simplicity. So this is just two different phrases for the same kind of prayer. In other words, at this point, um, she's saying once you start getting your, once you get used to more and more quieting your mind, and believe me, this is a process because our minds are just racing and, you know, so much going on, so much we're thinking about. But as we get used to quieting our minds, and um, and doing getting used to that inward journey of finding Jesus who's right here. Then um, she's saying there's places, there's ways um, where you don't even need scripture anymore. You're just aware. And, and this is something, for example, some of you might be wondering, this is, this is great, Brent, but how do I do this in the midst of work when I've got a job to do and, you know, all that kind of stuff? What she's explaining now is absolutely things you can do any time of the day. Meaning you're, you're at work, maybe you're, you know, pounding away on the computer doing something and all of a sudden you're just aware for a moment, wait a minute, Jesus, I haven't thought about you in a while. And the more that you um, actually practice these things, meaning you're, you're getting more and more aware of his inward presence, it can actually come very swiftly, very swiftly, like almost the next second after you're thinking about it. Because all of a sudden you've intentionally thought he's right here. And suddenly that changes you. All of a sudden, you're, you're, you know, how you're approaching things changes just instantly because you're aware. Of he, he, he was always there, but suddenly you're aware. So this is the kind of prayer she's talking about where you don't even need scripture. You're just aware. Now, I'm going to read from it, but uh, from the book. But we're actually, I'm not just going to read it and then try it. I'm going to read it as we're trying it. Does that make sense? So as I, as I flip the next thing on here, we're actually going to get some music. I picked also rain so that you, to me, that's sometimes calming, a little bit mesmerizing in a really wonderful way, um, just to bring you into a place of calm. And, uh, and as we do, I'm going to read this, but we're just going to go through it really slowly, all right? And we're going we're gonna to try this out, and it'll make a little bit more sense as we go. So here we go. Close your eyes if you, unless you really don't do well closing your eyes. So this is the, the prayer of simplicity. First of all, come into the Lord's presence by faith. And as you are there before him, keep turning inward to your spirit until your mind is collected and you are perfectly still before him. 
And now when all of your attention is finally turned within and your mind also is set on the Lord, simply remain quiet before him for a little while. Perhaps you will begin to enjoy a sense of the Lord's presence. If that is the case, do not try to think of anything. Do not try to say anything. Do not try to do anything. As long as the sense of the Lord's presence continues, just remain there. Remain before him exactly as you are. Even as you experience Him, the awareness of His presence will eventually begin to decrease. When this happens, utter some words of love to the Lord or simply call on His name, Jesus, Father. Do this quietly and gently with a believing heart. In so doing, you will once again be brought back to the sweetness of his presence. <laughs> you will discover that you once more return to that sweet place of utter enjoyment that you have just experienced. Once the sweetness of his presence has returned to its fullest, again, be still before him.
he should not seek to move as long as he is near. What is the point? The point is this. There is a fire within you, and it ebbs and it grows. That fire, when it ebbs, must be gently fanned, but only gently. Just as soon as that fire begins to burn, again, cease all of your efforts. Otherwise, you might put out the flame. by faith. Remember, it's his faith. So even saying something like this, Jesus, I love you with all my heart. So your mind would want to battle with you why, why maybe you don't love him with all your heart. That's not true. You actually do love him with all your heart. So let your spirit take over and speak what is true. Jesus, I love you with all my heart. you're not particularly feeling much, that's okay. It's one of the things she talks about in the book. It's one of the things Todd's going to address a little bit next week when he preaches, is about being in the moment with the Lord, trusting Him, whether you feel something or whether you don't feel something. Feelings are a part of it. They come sometimes. But sometimes there's deeper things he's doing. 
And there are seasons where we don't feel a lot. And he actually, there's reasons for that. There's reasons he's taking us deeper and actually making the hunger in our heart even stronger for him. There's reasons, because he's a good, good father. But he's never holding himself back from you. He's never apart from you, ever. So I want to encourage you on this journey. Two weeks ago, I talked about it being like... Um, getting up on water skis for the first time and how difficult it was. And though people described it, it was very different getting in the water. And I fell several times getting up. But when I finally did get up, the exhilaration of it was just something I didn't even know, something somebody couldn't have really explained. And it's like that with Jesus. The deeper you go, someone can explain how to go deep with him. But it's, it's sometimes hard. You, you have, you're trying your best. And I think that's... What gets in the way is we're trying so hard. Our minds are working it so hard. And this is why I've so appreciated re reading this book is because it just brings it back to the simplicity of what it really is, which is simply an inner awareness. It's just a childlike faith. And even that faith is given to us from Jesus. And it's a journey. I don't remember when I first read this book. But it was, I'm going to guess, 25, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I bet. And I remember reading this. Maybe it was even when I was in seminary, which would be 30 years ago. And I remember reading it and going, this is good. Don't really get it a lot, but it's good. And, and then just about a week ago or a couple weeks ago, a month ago, I, I got reacquainted with it, re-remembered it, picked it up. And suddenly I'm reading these, this book and I'm... I'm saying, wow, God, this is, I want you to know what I'm sharing right now. This is completely um, a testimony of the goodness and the grace of God. This is not about me and how, you know, this is not about my efforts. This is just simply saying, I'm reading her book and saying, I get it this time. <laughs> and not only get it, I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, I even wrote it in my book. I said, Lord, look where you've taken me. Because everything I'm reading, I'm saying, oh, that's where you've, what you've been doing. I get it now. So don't don't give up. This journey is worth every ounce you you have, every you know, every bit of you. It's worth it. And it's a lifetime journey. So um, I have a little bit more I could share, but I wanted to ask right now, anybody want to share a testimony of anything that you're experiencing, you've been experiencing as we just took a little bit of time, whether through what Susan just did or or this, uh, what we just did right now. Anybody want to share anything? Yeah. 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 Come on. Up. Okay, you can do it from there. Um, just deeper is simpler. It's trying to forget about everything and just. He just kept telling me, I know I'm closer than that. I'm not over here. I'm, no, no, closer, closer. <laughs> don't, don't let your mind wander again. Okay, come back, you know. <laughs> don't overthink it. Just, And that's all we need. It's just to be in his presence and let him do everything, figure everything out. 
Thank you, Christina. When you, <laughs> that's a great word. I'm going to ask see if there's anyone else that wants to share. But when you said that, I thought of that, you know, that childhood game of, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it, but we're getting warmer and warmer. But he's like, okay, where are you, Jesus? Are you here? No. No, but you're getting warmer. Oh, warmer, warmer, warmer. Oh, hot. It's hot. <laughs> anyone else? Did you have something? No? Oh, actually, I was looking at Karina. I thought you, did you have anything? Anyone want to share? Like, like anything, what's Jesus doing inside of you? You want to share? Yeah. Well, for me, um, when Susan started the um, Us Going Deeper, I, I started hearing this secular song, but it was like, I want to get next to you. And I'm like, okay. And um, I'm, sitting, uh, I'm sitting next to him in a chair, and we're eating popcorn, and it looks like we're going to be watching a movie together. And then he turns to me and says, you're my entertainment. So we're not going to watch the movie together because you're, being, you're going to be my entertainment. And I'm like, wow, what does that mean? But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, really, it, really, it really was. So we're just, we're just there together eating the popcorn with nothing else, right? And um, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Very special. Thank you. Honestly, when we're going, when we're going, yeah, when we're going to deeper places with Jesus, sometimes um, things like that will happen, like that are a little bit out of our comfort zone, even a little bit until until He starts explaining it. But with Him, it's not weird. I don't know how to explain it, but when it's Him, it's not weird. And funny that He used a song because earlier when you were sharing, I was hearing, "I want to know what love is. I know You will show me." Anyway, see, because this is the thing. He knows how you're wired. He knows what speaks to you. So for you that are the songbirds, you know, out there that love, he'll use songs for you. If something else is your love language, he'll use that because he's brilliant and he loves you. Okay, two of them. So Christina and then Tina. Oh, you didn't? Oh, Karina. I thought you had something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's filling me with joy. That's why we were laughing. But um, my <laughs> My mind was kind of going in a lot of different directions and I was realizing how I haven't quieted a lot of the traffic in my head in a while. So God was was taking a while for me to get there. So to encourage some of you that maybe it, it takes you a little bit longer, it's okay. Um, so God was kind of showing me the home that earlier when you kept saying Christ in me, Christ in me, and showing me the home that I've cultivated in my heart and how... Um, just showing me different rooms of my heart and how he loves to be there. And I, I sometimes struggle with receiving. I want to give and give, and I know that you can only give out of the place of being filled. So um, it's a good exercise to get quiet, and I think more than anything to be more more aware of his presence in, in us and that it's not about striving and receiving and how he so enjoys us that is so huge to really rest in in that and that we are his delight so thank you for leading us there thank you that that song excuse me that i actually you know started to repeat put on repeat was six minutes long six minutes was zipped past um as uh 
as someone who's trying to help you and actually um, encourage you and um, make you jealous for more. That's really what I'm, you know, I think that's what Holy Spirit does. He wants to, he was trying to make us jealous for more so that we keep going in, we keep wanting more. But I'm saying that's a very short time. And so do, do try this at home. Put on some good soaking music. You know, these days you have no excuse. Everything's, you know, iTunes and, you know, Spotify and everything. is like, find something. There's so much good stuff out there. But just as Karina just said, to, to choose to learn how to quiet your mind. And as Christina just said, Holy Spirit will help you. He'll say, okay, oops, you just went back there again. And Madame Guillaume, would, the first thing she would say is about, if, you, if things start racing through your mind, is you can't think that away. Like, don't try to think other thoughts. That's how we try to solve the problem. You know, thoughts are getting in the way, and so we try to think better thoughts. And she would say, no, that's... <laughs> You're still going off somewhere else. Just, just right. I'm right. He says, I'm right here. He just, it's inward. Again, if this is all new to you, it, that may not make a lot of sense yet. That's okay. Just keep asking for his help. Keep trying because he'll take you there. Tina. Hi. Um, I was, I was seeing, hi, Charles. <laughs> he, he has the control. <laughs> um, I was seeing a river and the Bible story where some people are lapping up the water and some people are drinking it directly from the river. And God said, I want those people and I don't want those people. And God was saying to me, I want everyone. Just drink. So good. So good. Anyone else? Okay. Oh, all right. Come on. You want to share from there? All right. Cheryl. I, it was kind of comical because I didn't feel him in me, but I could feel him like he was holding me, like you'd hold a baby. And I was kind of inside laughing a little bit because here I am, this adult, and I'm thinking, you must be a really, really big, big God to be able to hold an adult like this. But it was, it was awesome. I just hear him saying, you have no idea how big I am. But that's so great that he's holding you. That's so great. Um, all right, let me go back really quick to something I wanted to... We'll try one more thing. Oh, you like that? All right. So this is a scripture. I was going to surprise you with that picture, but since I went backwards, there it is already. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when God's realm would come, there was a time when Jesus was asked, when is God's realm going to come? And Jesus said, God's realm, and your, a lot of your scriptures will say the kingdom of God. This is from the source translation, which is just an amazing, as close to the original Greek as kind of you can get translation. So God's realm won't come just because you're watching for it. And neither can people say, here it is or there it is, because God's realm is actually within you. makes you pretty important, doesn't it? You're not just loved. You're pretty important. God's realm, the very place where he is king, his attributes, his, who he is, is in you. So, knowing that, I just thought we would do one more thing, all right? 
Because if we're going to try something else, because if God's realm is in you, that ought to make a really big difference, wouldn't you think? So try again. Close your eyes. We're going to try one more thing together. Close your eyes. And this time, first of all, I want you to say, God's realm is in me. <laughs> think about God's realm for a minute. All, all of the healing, all of the, the goodness, all of the love, all of the peace, all of the joy, it's all in you. Everything's in you. Christ is in you. Everything is in you. God's realm. Now, I want you to think about something in your body, physical body, in your body. Not somebody else's, but yours. Don't think about somebody else right now. What in your body needs healing? And I'm not talking emotions at the moment. We may do something with that in a minute. But I'm talking right now just physical healing. So for most, almost everybody in this room, there is something. Either something that hurts, something that's not functioning as well as it should, a report you got from the doctors, something. All right? Now, this is where some, some visualization a little bit. I already, Jesus is in you. I've already talked about... You know, we've talked about him being light and in, in, in inside of every cell of your body. And so I want you right now, with the help of Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help us to do this. I want you to see, however he shows you this, God's realm in you, Christ in you, healing that very issue or pain from the inside at the cellular level. And if you're one who visualizes, visualize however the Lord shows you. Visualize light and power. Wow. Touching you. Touching that place. If it's something like high blood pressure, no problem for him. Picture him in every part, every organ, every system of your body. And bringing that pressure back down, whatever it is. Wow, see it from the inside out. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And let the peace, if your mind has wandered, come back. Come back inward. Jesus is right there. Let the peace return. And we're going to try one more. I want you to, I am asking you to, to use your thinker. So for just a minute, I'm pulling you a little bit away from this inward journey. But I want you to think about uh, a relationship that has some tension or worse, stress, but something, it could, it could be ongoing, could be even uh, a spouse or a good friend, or it could be just something that really went awry in some relationship. And even as we do that, you probably, some of you, you're already feeling some of the t 
tension and some of the angst. And uh, this is this is actually good practice because because when you're at home or when you're not here, you might do that a lot. You might be thinking about these things, and it puts a bad feeling. And for me, when I feel Jesus, it's more like towards the center of my chest. When I feel these bad feelings, they're more like in my gut down below. I actually have learned, the Lord has shown me kind of what the different feelings feel like so that I know, oh, that's not him. That's not the Lord. So as you're thinking of this relationship, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I'm asking now, Holy Spirit, help us to go center in, inward again. Jesus is right here. You have the kingdom realm, God's realm in you. Wow. And so now, in this place, wow, you're going to let God show you anything he wants about your own heart and about his ability to love this person, what he sees in them, this one that where there's some relational stress. But make it inward right now, not your brain trying to work it and rework it. Make it inward. Jesus, you're right here. And let him show you anything he wants to show you and tell you anything he wants to tell you. And if you're not hearing any of that, anything like that, Ask him to bring the peace back. In other words, a lot of the things that happen around us and relational, especially relational difficulties, have this tendency to rip our peace away. But that's because we're back in our brains again and we're, work, you know, we're just mulling it over and chewing it over in our brains over and over and it just gets us all worked up. So go to this place and ask Ask Jesus to bring the peace back. Go into this place and you will get your peace back. And it's from this place that he may show you something. He may not, but he might show you something, just like he might have tonight. But it's just a good place to go. So... One of the reasons these, um, we're kind of ended that part now. One, one of the reasons why this is um, extremely helpful, profitable for you, just, just a really good practice to, to find Jesus is because every single one of us, every day of our lives, there are things that happen that kind of upset the cart, that, that get us you know, a little anxious or worried or just something happens that's upsetting. It's going to happen you know, pretty much every day. And, and Jesus wants us to need each other. There's ways in which we encourage each other. There's ways in which our story helps somebody else. We need each other. But I also want to say that um, his intention would be for us to go to him initially and as often as possible. And that's one of the things, because we haven't really practiced this, 
we feel like we have no resources. And we feel like this is when we feel like that drowning person that's clawing at anything you can claw at. And one of the things they've told, by, by the way, they tell, they tell you when you're going out to try to save someone who's drowning is you don't go right up to them when they're flailing because they'll pull you right down with them with all their strength, with all the, uh, you know, the anxiety and everything that's in them. But instead, you wait until they get exhausted and are, are really just about to drown. That's the time when you can take them because they're exhausted. And unfortunately, that's, off, that's sometimes what happens with us. We just get, we're in a frantic place and we just get exhausted. And sometimes it's when we're fully exhausted that finally someone can kind of come along and help because we're not clawing at everything. But I'm saying we don't actually have to get to that place. That Jesus wants, he's saying, come to me, come to me, come to me. Learn this place because he's there all the time. And if you can learn this place, you're going to go to him frequently. So it's not about, like, sometimes we think that the Christian life is, well, I want to get to that place where I'll never be afraid. I'll never, you know, get angry. I'll never get ticked off at somebody. I'll never, whatever. It, that's not realistic. What is realistic is that, is that you find Jesus so quickly after something like that happens. So that that lag time of that place of, Un, of unrest gets shorter and shorter and shorter. Seriously, this is what can happen. The more you get used to turning to Jesus quickly and finding that place right here and, and discovering that peace again, those, those times of, uh, of fear or anxiety or, or you know, rage or whatever it is, it can get down to minutes or even seconds before you refind your peace rather than days or weeks or seasons. This is, this is where he's taking us. So I just want to encourage you with that. He's, and, and ask, as, as Christina said earlier, I loved your illustration because he was like telling you, oops, oops. I loved how you said it. It was kind of like, oopsie, you know, your, your mind is over here again. Come on back. That's him. That's him. He's not mad at you. He's not ticked at you. He's not frustrated with you. You're not his problem child. Are you hearing this? <laughs> he's so patient. He's so, he's like, come on, let's try this again. Come on back. Come on back. And once you know that, now, you, now you're going to be much more willing to run back to him because you get, you know what his heart really is, right? You're not going to run to somebody who you think's mad at you. That's just a good word right there. So, <laughs> um, may I have the prayer teams forward if, if you're willing, if you're there? I'd love to have teams. So, because I just said, and I, and I mean this, that Jesus wants you to learn how to come to him first and quickly, initially and quickly and often. And, um, and sometimes... Um, when we're stuck, it's helpful to get prayer from somebody else. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you a weak person. In fact, we're, you know, we're happy to do that, to pray with you. Um, so that's why we're here. And, and um, yeah, I think that's it for tonight. Let me pray over you. I just, Jesus, thanks for the sweetness in this room. Thank you for the, the, the peace. <laughs> in our hearts. Thanks, God, for the joy. I've been feeling lots of joy t tonight, especially just hearing the different stories of how you were touching different people. I would love if we had the time. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless all of you. I would love if we had the time <laughs> to hear more of the stories of how actually right now as we thought about you healing, healing us physically from the inside out,
And what that, I would love to hear the stories of what happened, the stories you know, Lord, because you actually were touching some people, and even the relational things of, of the healing that you did. And, and Lord, would you give us the ability to bless uh, ourselves? The more we're connected with you, the more we're going to bless our bodies. We're not going to curse our bodies. We're not going to get mad at ourselves. We're going to bless ourselves. Wow. And Lord, we're going to see you changing us quickly to look in every way just like Jesus. Amen. I bless you in that journey. Amen, amen.